Holy Spirit. So anyway, this week, it was very, very early in the morning, and the Lord woke me up, or I woke up, I don't know which, but as I was awakened, the Lord was speaking in my spirit, and these are the words that he spoke to my heart. He said, Lisa Marie, the highest form of wisdom is my language of love. That's what he said to me. I heard it as clearly as I could possibly hear it in my heart. The highest form of wisdom is my language of love. And immediately I thought, well, maybe you want me to preach on that, Lord. So that's what I'm talking about today. And, you know, on, in one regard, it seems like such a simple thought. Because if we understand the love of God, we all know that we will be walking in his wisdom and the way he wants us to walk, right? But then on the other hand, it seems to have so much incredible depth to it. And we could spend a lifetime just focusing on how to walk out that love. How to first receive that love from him because we can't give it out until we understand it, right? So anyway, that's what we're going to focus on. And um, The highest form of wisdom is my language of love. And I thought, you know, God gave us the foundation scripture for this year, Isaiah 33, 5 and 6. And in verse 6, it says that he will be a rich store of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. He will be a rich store of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. So I thought, okay, you're telling us that wisdom comes out of your love. So I guess we need to kind of study wisdom. And last week we studied about how all those things start when we understand fear of the Lord. And another definition of fear of the Lord would be to love the Lord, right? If we fear the Lord, we love the Lord with all our heart, right? With all our mind. So, Last week, we kind of looked at this, at that. This week, I want to go to Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord. So we could supplant that word fear with one definition, and that would be the love of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that's what he spoke to my spirit. The highest form of wisdom is the love of the Lord. And you know, that is our highest calling in life. The highest calling that you have is to walk in the love of God. To love him first, and then to walk out that love toward other people. Because by that love, they will know that you are his disciples. And what greater testimony could your life have than that? So, what is wisdom? Obviously, knowledge of God is going to bring us wisdom, right? So I went to Noah Webster's. 1828 Dictionary, you know that's one of my faves. It says, In scripture theology, wisdom 
is true religion. Godliness, piety, the knowledge and fear of God, and sincere and uniform obedience to his commands. This is the wisdom which is from above. Don't you love having a dictionary that talks about God? Man, I love it. I love it. Because that's where everything comes from anyway, right? And you know where it says, the knowledge and fear of God, wisdom, is the knowledge and fear of God and sincere and uniform obedience to his commands. Well, that goes along with John 13, 34, and 35, doesn't it? Where it says, a new command I give you, to love the Lord your God, to love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And then verse 35 goes on to say, by this, all men, all people, will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Then Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary goes on to say that wisdom is the right use or exercise of knowledge, the choice of laudable ends and of the best means to accomplish those laudable ends. So, laudable ends, what is that? That is when we are walking in the love of God. That's a laudable end, right? To walk in the love of God, we would be choosing a laudable, a good, a praiseworthy, an excellent thing, wouldn't we? Yeah. Then it goes on, it says, it is the faculty of discerning or judging what is most just, proper, useful, most conducive to prosperity or happiness. And that would not be just your prosperity and happiness. Yes, it would be your prosperity, prosperity and happiness, but we know that the Lord brings prosperity and happiness and knows how to do that to everyone involved in every situation. You know, not just us. Wisdom is the exercise of sound judgment either in avoiding evil or attempting good. Hallelujah. The language of love, that would be the language of love displayed by Jesus Christ, wouldn't it? The language of love displayed by Jesus Christ. That's what we want to walk in. And we have, we have the example, it's written in the word. All we have to do is look. All we have to do is perceive. So, if we take all these ideas that we've just sort of looked at here in the dictionary, I sort of came up with this summary. Wisdom is the knowledge of God's way of doing things applied to our daily lives. Applied. Applied. We use it to bring godliness and what is most just, proper, and useful for the prosperity and happiness of all. We use the wisdom of God, which is the love of God, right? The wisdom of God, the highest form of that, is his language of love. We use the wisdom of God to avoid evil and accomplish God's good purpose in every situation. 
So we gain that wisdom by first understanding his love for us. We cannot have wisdom without first understanding how much he loves us. And then we give that love out. We apply it. We can demonstrate the very same character because of the Holy Spirit, because of the operation of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can demonstrate to others the exact same character of Christ. Right? Hallelujah. What greater calling could you have? What greater thing could you do in life than demonstrate the character of Jesus to those who are hurting around you or need wisdom or or need discernment in any situation? So, where do we go with all this, right? (laughs) We know that the knowledge of God is the beginning of wisdom, And he said to me, the highest form of wisdom is my language of love. The highest form of wisdom is my language of love. So we want to understand what his language of love is. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no account of wrongs. Love takes no pleasure in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. And then I'm going to skip on to uh, verse 13, and it says, Now these three remain, faith, hope, love, but the greatest of these is love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So the key, though, it's not just, you know, we could probably all recite that verse, those verses. We could probably all recite those in our sleep, couldn't we? We've read them and read them. We know them. We've heard them. We've heard them preached. But it's not just mental assent to that. It's renewing our mind to that, yes, but it's then getting it into our spirit and giving it out through our spirit, even when it's hard, even when we're facing challenges, and you want to sort of sit there and scream, what about me, 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 what about me? Right? Oh, that's funny. I'm laughing. So anyway, this week, I am so thankful to the Lord. I mean, I really am really, 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 really thankful to the Lord. Because he gave me two amazing, beautiful, wonderful opportunities to experience seeing his love in action. 
You know, we need to think about that, say, we need to make conscious efforts. Because in a world where you're totally bombarded by negativity, you have got to take time and make a conscious effort to see those golden nuggets that he places in your life. You'll feel a lot better. (laughs) And believe me, the ones around you that would have had to suffer through your negative attitude will feel a lot better too. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, the key is not just like mental ascent. It's allowing this to move in and through our spirits. Okay? So anyway, I have these two opportunities. And one way, the the reason I'm This is going to be a little bit different of a sermon today. The reason I'm telling you about these two things is because God gives us the opportunity to see others in action. And we can take what we see and we can apply it to our lives and we can change. We can change for the better. Right? And we see someone else and when we see their awesome testimony or their awesome actions or their awesome attitudes in a situation that are godly attitudes, we take that and we say, okay, I'm going to learn, I'm going to move, I'm going to grow, I'm going to ascend into a higher realm that God has for me. And I'm going to next time, when I have a choice to be fearful or when I have a choice to be negative or when I have a choice to be angry, I'm going to remember what I saw in that person. I'm going to remember that godly example of that attitude or that presence, and I'm going to apply it in my situation. We'd be fools not to. So anyway, I'm going to go to these two examples, and one of them, the first One of them is sort of by way of a remembrance, and the other one is something that I actually got to see, a person. So anyway, several weeks ago, I had the opportunity to meet Davy Vickers, and Davy is the brother of Linda Hardy, the brother-in-law of Bill. And he came here a couple, so, uh, s- several Sundays ago, and you know, everyone here knows that since then he passed away. So I didn't know Davy, but I did get to meet Davy. And then that particular morning, before service, we kind of had a breakout service, right? And people were called forth for healing and, you know, whatever needs they particularly had. And So when Davy came forward in his wheelchair, when they brought him forward in his wheelchair, I walked over there, and I just want to tell you immediately, immediately what I felt in my spirit. No denying it. It was like just this absolute flood of love. I am so... I mean, it was like I was walking into a, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't deny it. I didn't even hardly have to even get close to him. 
I just walked over here, and it was just like love poured out. You don't have the opportunity of meeting people like that very often. Now you see, Davy, in physical appearance, in physical appearance, his body demonstrated Down syndrome. That's what you see maybe when you physically walk up to him. But you see, Davy's spirit did not have Down syndrome. We've got to be very, very careful, saints. God does not look on an outward appearance, and neither should we. Because there is so much more value than the outward appearance. So Davy's body may have demonstrated Down syndrome, but his spirit, see, if God did not, God doesn't create our spirits that way. You see, God would be an unjust God if he could ever make anyone, which he never would, that could not commune with him. Any spirit, every spirit, has the capacity, the ability, and the draw to commune with the very Spirit of God. His Spirit communes with our spirit and testifies that we are his children. You see that? He calls every single person to be his child, and there is no deficiency in any spirit. So when we call on the love of God, when we become even born again, our very spirit takes on the immutable, beautiful spirit of God. That's who you are on the inside. You are the character of God on the inside. Right? So anyway... I walk over here, and just this, like, flood. It's like, I don't even want to use the word wall, because, you know, you would think, you would say, oh, it hit me like a wall. But it wasn't a wall. God's love is never a wall. It's an envelopment. That's what God's love is. It's an envelopment. If I could walk up to every single one of you and just, like, envelop you in my arms. See, that wouldn't even be close to what God does, would it? Well, as I was approaching Davy, God said to me, his sweet heart is precious to me. That's what he spoke in my spirit. His sweet heart is precious to me. And that's all I could say is, you know, God says you have a sweet heart. Well, what better thing would you like the Lord to say about you? What better thing would I like the Lord to say about me? What greater testimony could there be about my life?
Wow. Wow, what a compliment. So anyway, then I had the great pleasure of being able to speak along with Linda at the um, service for baby. And this is what the Lord told me. The scripture he gave me, let me put it that way. 1 John 4, verses 7, specifically 9 through 13 and 16. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Wow. It really couldn't be any easier, and we seem to somehow make it so complicated sometimes. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our, su- our sins. Okay, and see, that's what Davy did. God gave his love first. You see, Davy wasn't expecting anything out of me. He just gave out that love. It was, it was entirely, what did it say? Love is not self-seeking. Love is not self-seeking. Man, he was just like flooding it on out there, flooding it on out there, just loving, 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 just love pouring out. That's not self-seeking. He's going to give it first. That's what God did. He gave it first. And then he waits for us to respond. So you see, he gave that love first. David gave that love first. First, not anticipating anything in response. Not anticipating, I need you to do this for me. Not manipulating. Dear friends, verse 11, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Do you know that you are completing God's love in you when you love others? That's a form of completing the love of God is when you love others. Verse 13, this is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us the spirit That's his spirit, his spirit of love, the Holy Spirit, the exact identity of God. Skipping on to 16. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. It says, see, you must first know his love and able to be able to rely on it, right? to be able to give it out. You see, why do you think that Jesus could stand 
in the face of constant persecution? Why do you think that Jesus, knowing the pain, knowing the literal hell that he was going to have to experience, why do you think that he could allow himself to be spat upon? A thorn of crowns, his beard plucked out, stripes on his back, the crucifixion. Why do you think he could allow that? Because he had a choice. It's because he knew God's love for him. He could rely on God's love for him. He could trust God with the outcome. And the outcome was more glorious than any of us can even imagine. Complete unity with God. Hallelujah, thank you. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. So you see, it was very obvious to me when I met Davy that he gave that love out without expecting anything in return. And whether or not you believe or anyone believes that he knew the new commandment that Jesus gave in John 13, 34, and 35, which says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So whether or not anybody understands what Davy understood, it's clear that that's what he was living. His spirit knew that. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, Faith. I'm going to tell you something. I go through the line at McDonald's, and my kids can tell you this, and if someone cuts in front of me, you know how the line at McDonald's, like, divides, and you're all supposed to wait. <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? Hallelujah. There's, like, a dividing, and one goes to the left counter, and one goes to the right kiosk or whatever you want to call that. But prior to that, there is a single line. <laughs> and I, you know what I do? I sit there. And I go, okay, I watch. And I say, okay, that guy's ordering, so that means that one's going to be next on the right, then that one on the left, then that one on the right, then that one on the left, and then that one. Then it's my turn. That's this line. That's how I'm going to get there the fastest. Because I'm in a hurry. Don't mess with me. Well, as I'm contemplating and figuring it all out, someone from the very back 
in the single line portion comes zipping around and I'm like, Lord, you know that's wrong. You know that's wrong, Lord. Make them go around again. Don't let them butt in front. But you see, because I'm sitting there waiting and there's this little gap on the right, they come around and they zip in there. And I'm like, how am I going to get him back? I was going to maybe pay for the person behind me, but I'm not paying for him. (laughs) I do this. I really do this. And the Lord goes, well, you better pay for him now, Lisa Marie, or you're in big trouble. No, 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 no. But I do try to get my emotions in check at that point. And I'm like, okay, Lord, maybe they're having a rough day, or, or maybe they're just a snob, or maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe they think they're better, or maybe they think their time is more precious than my time. You know, then I go down the whole stream of, why does anyone think that their time is more important than my time? (laughs) And then I really do try to get myself back on the love walk (laughs) after I've angered myself so much. See, it never was worth it because all you do is anger yourself. It would have been much better (laughs) had I just, like, walked in that love initially and not gotten myself so upset. That was a choice I make. Yeah, and I seem to go around that mountain over and over and over again. Don't ask me why, but I do. It's one of those things. Okay. So anyway, see, Davy wasn't doing that that day, was he? Oh, but what a refreshing, awesome, beautiful experience that was to be able to just receive the pure love of God when I walked over toward Davy. You see, Davy might have come up for a blessing. He might have come up for healing. He might have come up for whatever. But see, I got the blessing that day. Yeah. We need to look for those blessings, saints. And then the second opportunity I had this week, wow, God was so good to me this week. Hallelujah. He was so good to me. Oh, he's always good. So that was an incorrect statement. Not just this week. He is always good to us. But the second time I noticed it, (laughs) yeah no I don't go there (laughs) anyway the second time I noticed it the second time I had the opportunity to watch the love of God in action okay and when and I'm going to change some of the facts here so nobody knows this person if you would happen to know them was when an acquaintance of mine received news that wasn't exactly what she wanted to hear. You ever get your expectation in a certain place 
And then when that doesn't come true, you can get a pretty bad attitude. Well, anyway, so this particular person, God had, let's, let's just say this was a job. This was the place of employment. And this particular person, the Lord had told her that she was supposed to be employed at that place, that she was supposed to go there. She believed that. So as a result of that, your understanding is God blesses us in the plans that he's called for us, right? When, when we're walking out his plan, right? So she had in her mind and heart a particular package that she wanted whether that's salary or bonuses or whatever. So she was expecting, she prepared, she went through like mock interviews, she did all her research, she lear learned about the company, you know, goes in extremely confident, extremely well presented. Well, then she gets a call, and the call is, well, we want you here, but we're not going to give you the package. That package is going to go to somebody else. Okay? So that was not what this person was wanting, not what this person was believing for, not what this person was expecting. And then the employer says, okay, we're giving that big package over there to somebody else, but this is what we're going to do for you because we think you're really special. We're going to give you this amount and then we're going to allow you to do this amount of work for an extra amount of pay. Okay? And so, what does this person at that point have a choice to do? There are several choices. You could say, well, I'm not coming. But remember, this person already heard from the Lord that that's where they're supposed to be. Without skipping a single beat, not hesitation of any kind. Okay, and I witnessed this, okay? No hesitation. This person says, well, when I'm talking to this person, this person says, well, you know what? I know God told me to go there. I know that. And maybe this person over here, maybe if they didn't get that package, they wouldn't have a job at all. Or maybe God told this person to go there. Or maybe that God, this person doesn't even know. Maybe they're not even saved. Maybe this person doesn't even know they're supposed to be here, but God really wants them here. And this is the way God has to get them here. So maybe that person needed, in several regards, that package more than I needed that package or more than I wanted that package. And that person says, I know God knows how to take care of me. So without a sadness, without an upset, just going forth in joy and trusting the Lord, that person, you see, did not get a bad attitude. What would be the temptation? Well, that was a bad decision. 
<laughs> right? Choosing them. I know I'd do a better job. Right? We'd have a lot of opportunities at that point to get upset. But you see, how can God not honor that attitude? How can God not honor the fact that you think maybe that person needed it a little bit more or in a different way, and I know God knows how to bless all of us. And you place yourself in the hands of a loving father, and you allow that love to be what's demonstrated and not some other choices. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I'm going to take that next time, Lord when I face a disappointment and I'm going to say, you know what, Lord, you're bigger than my expectations. You have something even better for me. I know that you know how to take everything that I go through and turn it for my good and that you are a faithful God and I'm just going to trust you. See, the other choice is that person could just like not take that job, right? But if you know that that's where God wants you, and sometimes there's a sacrifice because maybe you're going to touch some lives in that place. And maybe you should take it as an honor that he has chosen to place you there to do his work. And not just look at the financial package because there's another blessing down the road in your life because of your obedience. Right? Yeah, so God was really good to me this, <laughs> this week. A couple of scriptures that he gave me that I wish I would have had to give to that person at that point in time. Philippians 4.19 God will provide what I need according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Right? 2 Peter 1.3 His divine power His divine power gives us everything we need for life and godliness. You see, that's what that person has to look forward to because of the attitude they chose. They could have chosen another attitude and turned another way, and they may not have experienced down the road the fullness of God. I will do all things without complaining or arguing. Philippians 2.14. I am not going to complain. <laughs> he will complete the good work he has called us to and that he has begun in us. Philippians 1.6. So anyway, saints, that's pretty much what I had for you today. <laughs> and I just want to be an encouragement to you. I just want to encourage you that the highest form of wisdom in your life is the love of God. You will never be disappointed. You will never fall short when your choice is to walk that way. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and take <coughs> the offering, the tithes and the offerings today, ushers, if you would come forward to receive them.